0: Welcome to today's podcast. I have with me today Dr Anne Tierney and I will let her introduce
1: yourself. Thank you Natalie. Um, uh, of course I'm Anne Tierney, I am an assistant professor in Harriet Watt University in Edinburgh um, and I guess we're here today to talk about the scholarship of teaching and learning, aren't we?
0: Yes, exactly. That's what we are here for today. And Anne has kindly agreed to answer some of uh, the more complicated questions we've been trying to answer. So one of the things that is always really challenging is, is that very first step of what is subtle. So Anne, what is your take on
1: that? What is subtle? yeah i i think that is a simultaneously simple and complex thing which is which makes it so complicated so for me uh-huh. the scholarship of teaching and learning mm-hmm. is how you understand and best practice mm-hmm. within your classroom Taking into consideration your experience, taking into consideration the literature that has gone before, taking into consideration your students' experience as well. Um, And I think one of the things that has muddied the waters a little bit is that people quite often think of SOTL as a kind of educational research. And yes, it is. Yes, it is inquiry into your own students' learning and your own practice. However, it's more than that. It's more about how you practice within the classroom and how you make decisions that inform and influence the way that you teach and the way that your students learn. Mm-hmm. So it's a more praxis, practice-focused? Uh... It, it's it's practice-focused. I think where the where the problem with it being pedagogic research has come in is that part of the evaluation of making changes in your classroom is you have to inquire into it so you do have to do a bit of research but it should be like a continuous cycle where Mm -hmm. you introduce something you do it you evaluate it you think about what the literature says you make changes and then you do it again and I think one of the things where we've kind of strayed from that a little bit is that we kind of make these subtle projects like a one-off thing that has a start and an end. And for me, it doesn't really have a start and an end. It's a continuous cycle. Mm-hmm. So it's a, basically that cycle of evidence-based
0: practice, Yeah, what it is all about, you think? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Thank you very much. Um, And (laughs) I'll jump right to the next question, because SOTL isn't an entirely new thing. Maybe it is for you, but it's not really for the sector. So, um, Anne, can you give us a bit of a history of SOTL? How, you know, do you know where it started or or what kind of what made it happen, or when did it start? Or yeah,
1: yeah, I I think it was it was crystallised around about thirty years ago now. Um, I mean, people had always looked into their practice, and people had done educational research, and there are the, you know the great theorists like Piaget and Vygotsky and all of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the whole point about the scholarship of teaching and learning um, came from the States actually and came from Ernest Boyer and the Carnegie Scholars and they were looking at how teachers in the classroom in higher education, whether it's a lecture theatre or a laboratory, a studio, uh, you know, a tutorial room, how is it that you best practice in, in that room and uh, the what, what you need to know in terms of your discipline but also in terms of how you teach so that really was the, the kind of basis of the scholarship of teaching and learning so it's basically uh, exploring
0: teaching and learning or having dancing teaching and learning but in the in higher education classrooms
1: in higher education yeah in higher education yeah. um, the the original book the the boyer book and um, scholarship reconsidered um, is really a history of public higher education in, in the United States, which is an interesting read, actually, um, and it's it's all about how you practice in the classroom that I think that's developed over the past um, 30 years. So there's a, a series of books that followed on from that. Um, so at the end of the 90s there was an exploration of how do you actually inquire into your practice so that that set the the kind of boundaries and the goals for doing a subtle project and that probably is where the transition to excuse me where the transition to doing subtle I think came about rather than Uh being subtle Uh Um, so the the classic Hubert and book um, from the late '90s, talks about as doing these projects. Yes. Um, so, and-
0: sorry. So, so it's just for for the listeners from University of Glasgow. So, the Classics Framework is uh, one of the frameworks we use in the PG Cap. As a, yeah. as a framework to support the subtle process. Yeah, but it's not the only way to, to think about it.
1: Sure, uh-huh. yeah. uh, so that that would have been the next kind of big wave, I guess. Um, but I think there's been an explosion really of activity maybe in the past 10, 15 years. And I think that in, in some ways has got something to do with um, teaching and scholarship contracts, mm-hmm. um, a, a, about, people just been interested, I think, in teaching and learning. The fact certainly in the UK that most academics now have to do a PG Cert at some point. Um, and I think that has been a good thing. I think there are a lot of things now that people maybe take for granted in that they, they think it's normal to actually know about teaching and learning and know a little bit about scholarship. Um, so yeah I think that's probably where we are now I can talk about more about where we are now I think because I think there are changes coming
0: <laughs> yeah I I think that's that's true you you can almost feel the <laughs> feel the change in the air basically but there is definitely there seems to be you know and, and I know it's probably a biased perception but there seems to be more publications more activity around SOTL do you think Could you guess or why
1: would you to guess where things are going, you think? I think we're in a state of flux at the moment. (laughs) Um, I I think there are a lot of things that could go in different directions for a number of different reasons. one of the things which um, is coming up time and time again and because I have quite a big network I'm hearing it from different places um, is that there is a lot of subtle um, which is being done at quite a I don't want to call it superficial quite a naive level yeah quite a naive level and there's a lack of development that that moves it on from those beginning steps which we all have to take yeah uh, to much more sort of um grounded evidence-based yeah. more mature inquiry and i think that's something that we need to pay attention to at the moment that's that's definitely something i think we need to think about yeah I think as well, there's there's another issue, and you know about it because we have spoken about it, yeah. is that I, I actually believe that SOTL needs to be defined as a field. Yeah. I, I think at the moment, um, there are various reasons why it isn't, and it hasn't been. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now is probably the time where we need to look at it to mature into a field of inquiry, just like any other field of inquiry yeah exactly because also there are so many
0: different elements and aspects of how you can go about yeah. being subtle and exactly. i really liked what you what you said earlier actually from be you know that things changed from being subtle into doing subtle and i have the feeling at least to some degree it swings back towards being subtle or at least in some
1: areas it might um yeah i I would hope so i I think maybe that's connected to there's a lot more attention being paid recently to the more um, sort of the like the human side of teaching and the more effective domain rather than just the cognitive domain because we're suddenly realizing that we've lost something out of teaching and learning a little bit so maybe subtle can be part of that answer yeah, I think that would be fantastic
0: if it could if it could move back into this direction as well. And I think it's a really valid point you made about the quality of SOTL projects. And I know that this is one of the biggest critiques you come across also from people who are not engaging in SOTL uh, about that. And uh, my poor students on the master's program will know me about uh, hammering on about methodologies and methods and theoretical frameworks and that these are important things and uh, material we have developed can support everyone and you know who who wants to engage with this as well so yeah that's definitely something that needs to be paid closer attention to particularly if you're thinking about sort of moving in to what's being defined as a field it needs to have you know a, a, a good quality
1: you know engagement with yeah the subject and with the disciplines and i I think it's interesting that you should mention the master's students i don't Mm -hmm. think that we can underestimate how difficult it is for some people to to transition into that kind of research paradigm Mm -hmm. Uh, because paradoxically i don't know why there there are a lot of scientists uh, biologists physicists they're all interested in doing subtle but their background background training does not prepare them for what's ahead nope. and so that that's a hugely difficult transition for them to make it it really is we
0: had a debate um, just this week about also about context and how contextual subtle is and uh, one of the one of the big issues uh, colleagues from non-cognitive disciplines quite often have is like but you know it's not quite often because it's practice related you know it's not a big set of data it's not like why would anyone be interested in my experience you know and and trying to convince them well that that is exactly the point the whole point is your experience and how you address teaching dilemmas how you address challenges in your yeah. learner's head and how you address them and how you improve that and that is the whole point of it but doing this in a systematic structured way that, that creates evidence of, of that process and, and the impact that process has. Yeah. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Uh, thank you so much. And is there anything you want to give as kind of like your top tips for any colleagues who want to start out? Oh, yeah, she's laughing. You <laughs> should see her laugh really loud. Um, uh, any top tips for anyone who starts with SOTL and your answer cannot be runaway. <laughs>
1: Oh, Okay, I I did say earlier, run away was my answer. It's absolutely not my answer. Um, I I mean, I have said in the past, I would walk over broken glass to do subtle because I just enjoy it so much. Um, I'm not suggesting that you do that. But if you are interested in starting, um, I think if there's something in your classroom, which you have noticed, and which scratches at you like an itch, then pursue it if there's something that you notice that year after year your students get stuck at the same part Mm -hmm. do something about it you know inquire into it I I think as well don't do it on your own Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to talk to other people and share your experiences whether they're good or bad just share the experiences with somebody else Mm -hmm. Um, and I also think don't Don't worry that you're not familiar with what you're doing, because we're all learning all the time, and if you feel happier counting numbers, then count them. Just don't make that the only way that you do research, you know, think about ways that you can transition from doing the counting to actually listening to maybe what students have to say about something. And, and expand the way that you, you do these things and that comes with time and it comes with practice and experience so I, I would start with what you're familiar with yeah. but sometimes you'll find that the, the methods that you're familiar with don't give you the answers that you want so you need to figure out other ways to get the answers mm-hmm.
0: and I think the point you made about you know collaborate with others you know even with people across across disciplines you know subtle isn't isn't discipline specific you know subtle can be discipline agnostic and so talking to others, in, in terms of you know how you go about designing an inquiry or maybe your students have the same issues with something, but you are from this different disciplinary backgrounds, you know you can collaborate on things. And I know it sounds contradictory because I said it's contextual, but it's, you know, it's discipline agnostic. It is and it isn't, but you'll you'll find the balance. Sorry for confusing things again, as usual. Um, Yeah, and thank you so much. And for for these tips, I hope you found the podcast useful Um, and we provide some more information about N is in the description of the podcast and some links. And if you have any question, as usual, you know you find us online and on teams and so thank you very much